0: The FT
1: Hello and welcome to World Weekly. I'm Ben Hall. Spain appears to be trapped in a vicious cycle of fragile banks, economic contraction and a yawning budget deficit. On top of all that, the government is facing mounting criticism for its handling of the crisis at Bankia, the country's third largest lender. Is Spain the new front line in the Eurozone's protracted sovereign debt crisis? And what can Madrid, Brussels and the European Central Bank do about it? Joining me on the line from Madrid is the Financial Times correspondent Miles Johnson and from Brussels, our Bureau Chief Peter Spiegel. Miles, it's been a tumultuous few days for Mariano Rajoy and and his centre-right government. What seems to have gone wrong?
2: I think, quite simply put, Spain has already made quite a lot of reforms which would please sort of markets and were what the government said when it was coming to power. But the problem is is that the presentation of these reforms has often been quite bad, and there have been quite a few sort of strategic and communication errors which have diminished the impact of these reforms. And the government is increasingly appearing like it's sort of making things up as it goes along and even risks losing control of the situation.
1: Its record on economic and welfare reforms has been by some measures, actually quite impressive. It seems more that its record on the financial sector and particularly uh, dealing with the Cajas or some of the Cajas has been where the, the recent problems really lie.
2: I would agree in the sense that um, I think all in all people were quite impressed by the extent of the Rojoy government's labour reform. But with the bank reforms, when they came in in January, they made their first sort of step to force bank raise 54 billion in extra provisions people were relatively impressed by that but the problem was is soon after they said quite definitively no more public money will be put into spanish banks and um, as we have seen you know it only took a few months before the largest ever bank bailout in spanish history had to take place and so that has been quite damaging for their credibility
1: peter how how is the uh, crisis in spain seen from brussels amongst eu policymakers?
0: well Quite a bit of frustration here as well for that very reason that Miles raises. I mean, even on the, on the, when you don't count the banking side of this, on the fiscal side, I mean, here in Brussels, they were furious when Rajoy decided to unilaterally basically flout EU deficit rules which they had just signed into a treaty by announcing that he was going to ignore the 2012 budget that had been agreed to with the previous government and hit targets that were much higher. And the markets responded very badly to that. And so there has been anger and frustration time and again from Brussels on the way that Rajoy has presented things. And, and we're likely to see another dispute coming up. I mean, Ali Ren, the head economic official here in Brussels, has just said this week that he is willing to allow Spain some more time to hit its fiscal target. So there's a concern here that by the severe austerity that Spain is putting into place now, they are entering this, what's called a debt spiral. They're just killing the economy, which means you don't get the tax revenue you need to, to pay your bills, which means the debt gets even bigger, so that the EU is willing to lengthen some of these timetables for them to hit the budget target. And frankly, Rajoy and, and De Guindos, the, the finance minister, said they don't want it. They, they are so scared of, of disappointing the, the financial markets now that they are going to stick to the straitjacket and, and not give in to some of this leeway that the EU is giving them. So it, it's been a very, very difficult relationship from day one between Brussels and Madrid, ever since Rajoy came into office.
1: Is there concern about uh, Madrid's ability to prop up its banking system, particularly Bankia?
0: Bankia is is small enough, people believe, that there is enough either money, if you don't go with a bailout fund in in Madrid, at least some some sort of national solution to that. The problem is not just Bankia. It is the belief that that almost the entire banking system, particularly the Cajas, are still weighed under by a huge amount of unrealized losses in the real estate sector. And the numbers you hear estimates are anywhere from, you know, 50 to 60 to 70 to 100 billion euros that needs to be injected into these banks. And there is a widespread relief. There is no way that Spain on its own can recapitalize those banks. And so the the talk here in Brussels is they're going to need some sort of EU bailout to just very specifically target bank recapitalization. Again, Rajoy is resisting. Rajoy is resisting because of politics, largely. I mean, it looks bad to accept a bailout. We've learned that in in Portugal. We've learned that in Ireland, that when you get a bailout, your government falls. And so they're worried about that. And they're also worried about the constraints that come with it, because you don't get that money for free. You get a quote-unquote program. Now, frankly, a program from the EU to Madrid would basically be telling them to do exactly what they're doing now. Now. But again, it's the loss of sovereignty, it's the political impact of being forced to go hat in hand to Brussels that is that is preventing Spain from actually requesting this money. And we're likely to see a fight on this through the next couple of months, because particularly if Spanish borrowing costs remain at six and a half, seven percent, there is no way Spain can on its own finance a massive recapitalization of its banking sector.
1: Peter, do you think that there's any chance that the Spanish could get some relief through a change to the rules of the Eurozone's new rescue fund, the European stability mechanism, that would, changes that would allow it to um, inject capital directly into Spain's banks?
0: Well, that is certainly what they want here in Brussels. I mean, there is. An active proposal on the table by the European Commission to do exactly that. Because the problem is, as it's now structured, is if you want to bail out for your banks, the money doesn't go from Brussels to your banks. It goes from Brussels to the government to the banks, which means the governments have to lard up with more debt. And now, already Spanish debt is in, you know, it's not as bad as Greece, it's not as bad as Italy, but it's pretty darn high. It's getting close to 100% debt to GDP ratio, and that's, that's high even for the Eurozone. If you were able to take that money and put it directly in the banks, you circumvent the state, the banks themselves are shored up, and you you short-circuit this tie between the sovereign and the financial sector, which has always been the biggest nervous point in the entire Eurozone crisis. You know, does weak sovereigns bring down Europe's banking sector and then have knockout effects for the global banking sector? So there is a lot of pressure to do that from Brussels from rome even now from paris but once again the whole up there is berlin and as long as angela merkel holds out on this you know basically she does not want to see german taxpayer money being used to directly prop up spanish banks it's not going to happen. Um, so at this point, although it's on the lips of many more officials here in Brussels, the likelihood of it happening in the near term to solve Spain's problem you know, in the next month or two, I think are very, very unlikely.
1: Miles, what can Mariana Rajoy do to uh, persuade Berlin to shift on this question, do you think?
2: Well that's a very good question. I think um it might not be what he can do but what happens with Spain's bond yields because if they continue to rise as Peter said, you know, to uh, you know if they continue to hover around the 7% level or even rise above, I really think, you know, minds will be focused in the sense that um you know it's quite clear there are some hardliners within the government of Rajoy who believe that Spain is too big to be bailed and this will eventually make um, people who disagree with Madrid over this um, matter see sense.
1: There certainly seems to be a sort of hardening of the stance in Madrid, whether it's from a position of strength or weakness, I suppose, remains to be seen. They have, for example, over the last few days, floated this idea of recapitalizing the bank by using liquidity from the ECB, which the ECB appears to have uh, rejected as a breach of EU rules. What leverage do they have with the ECB?
2: Well, with the ECB, it, it, it's difficult to know in the sense that this policy was floated over the weekend and um, was seen as a serious alternative to just raising the money in the bond market. And then by Monday was seen as maybe just less of a consideration, more of a sort of plan B and then the ECB has then effectively rejected it and, you know, they did not consult the ECB beforehand. So I think the ECB right now, you know, at least from what, what we know, it seems very opposed to this idea. And, um, you know, does not like the idea of using the ECB to recapitalize Spanish banks. So I, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, no matter what Spain says.
1: Peter, is there appetite in Brussels for another very large bailout of a stricken uh, Eurozone member?
0: I think in Brussels, if you mean by the bureaucracy here, the bureaucracy, I think they are actually enthusiastic is too strong a word but they would like to see that happen they think that would solve some of the problems it would calm the markets if there is newfound uh, appreciation the spanish banking sector is 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 solvent i mean this is sort of what happened in ireland if you remember they went through five different bank stress tests and the final and last one which was credible and involved a lot of eu money injected uh, into it sort of stopped the run it stopped the concern and 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 bond yields started coming down to where they were actually until this this greek mess started to get up again you know, or down about six and a half percent. So you know the EU thinks they can do it, and they also repeatedly say, and it's true, that the size of the the banking problem in Spain, though in in real terms it sounds huge, and we're talking hundreds of billions of euros, as a percentage of GDP is relatively small. Certainly compared to to the Irish problem. The Irish problem, we were talking thirty. 40% of GDP with, the, with, the, with the, the bad assets on the Irish banking books. In Spain, it, it's much smaller. We're talking almost single digits in terms of percentage points of GDP. So they, they think it's manageable. They think they can actually do it through a mix of Spanish money, private money, and EU money. But the problem is this sudden tension between Brussels and Madrid and Frankfurt and Madrid. It's interesting to remember that Zapatero, the the predecessor of Rajoy, was sort of the best of the good students in the EU. I mean, he was feted by by Angela Merkel. She would travel to Madrid and say what a wonderful person he is and what wonderful reforms he did. Suddenly this new government has come in, sort of guns blazing, that they didn't want to be the the, the good student the way that Zapatero was. They wanted to be the awkward stepchild. They wanted to pick fights. And it seems that's what has happened here. And there's quite a bit of frustration, I think, both in Frankfurt and Brussels, as to the, to the approach the Royal government has taken to this.
1: Okay, finally, ch- chaps, um, a prediction uh, from each of you. Who is going to blink first in this standoff between Madrid and Berlin? Miles?
2: I think that in the end, I think they'll both blink first. In sense I think there has to be some form of compromise. I don't think Spain will be able to accept the sort of um, bailout, which would see it lose significant amounts of sovereignty. But the facts are it just cannot really afford to recapitalize its banking sector. And so, you know, there will have to be some budge from both of them. I think it would just be about how they make that look politically.
1: Peter?
0: Uh, I'm less optimistic than Miles is. I mean, if it passes prologue in in the Eurozone crisis, Angela Merkel always gets her way. And yes, Spain is a bigger country by leaps and bounds compared to, to Greece, Ireland, and Portugal. But she is the paymaster of Europe, and... If we we learn any lesson over the last 18 months or two years from this crisis, is if she wants a country to go a certain way, that's the way it's done in in, in the EU. And I I don't think Rajoy, frankly, stands a chance in that fight.
1: Gentlemen, many thanks. And that's it for this week. Many thanks to Miles Johnson in Madrid and Peter Spiegel in Brussels. World Weekly is produced by Martin Staber. Till next week. Goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.